and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 309. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news. Then we'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 50, the commercials and after shows, and then discuss recent episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, Chicago Med, The Grinder, The 100, and Grimm. Plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 309. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And this week we have joining us... Tina Charles from tvgoodness.com. Welcome! Thank you guys for the invite again. <laughs> Thanks for coming on and talking some TV with us. <laughs> yes. We, we've been talking TV. We finally decided to push record. Yes. Exactly. So, yes. so we're, we're warmed up. Yes, once again, we, we referenced the pre-show that we didn't record. <laughs> A lot of times the pre-show shouldn't be recorded because I'm, <laughs> I'm not being yes. po- po- nice to people. But this time it was purely just because we were shooting the breeze and then we're like, oh, maybe we should record. Yeah, um, yeah maybe we should save that for the podcast. Exactly. We literally said the word, save it, podcast. So we'll start right in with the news. There's a good amount of it this week. This, during the Super Bowl, when we get to the Super Bowl questions, is actually going to come up as one of my favorite commercials. But (laughs) CBS announced The Good Wife will come to an end this season. It's seventh. Literally cheered out loud. It's my favorite network show, hands down. But I am so excited that they have officially ended it. And we're going to see it come to a conclusion that doesn't involve the Kings leaving and someone taking over. Cough, Gilmore Girls. Uh, (laughs) I'm very excited. It's so weird that I'm like so excited that my favorite show is in. I thought it was the right decision. It was the right decision. Best idea. So we'll see how that plays out. Everything sort of runs its course. And a show like this, especially that's gone on this long with so many of the original players that to then continue it past without you know especially the people that is basically it's been their voice behind it the whole time right just doesn't seem like the right way to go because yeah you still have the show but do you actually still have you know the show and this isn't a show that 10 years down the line or nine years down the line or whatever can be made and go on netflix to like adjust however it ended poorly cough Gilmore Girls. Um, so I'm glad that they're ending it. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see Alicia and Jason get it on. Oh my gosh. Um, so you Dane. know where my priorities are. Um, that's the one thing I need to see happen. And then I'll be happy. Um, <laughs> so there you go. NBC has renewed Shades of Blue for a second season, which I think is surprising because I think everybody involved kind of thought it would just be a one-off, but getting good ratings and it's not a terrible show so good for them yeah i just wonder i mean i haven't been watching uh past the pilot but given the style of show that it is you know the story that they're telling what is season two (laughs) like how is is it still continuing is she still in this in the middle of you know being squeezed for information on her partners and i'm sure or They'll figure out a way. Uh, are they or are they going to go a, a, a different direction or something? Because that's one of those things that, yeah, while it's working now on a short, you know, on a short scale, you know, two, three seasons of it or something, and people will be like, okay, 
That's sure. enough of this. I'm sure they'll figure something out. When you have a good ratings grabber with J-Lo and American Idol ending, it's not a bad idea to keep it going. You'll figure that out later. Um, Netflix, this is ridiculous, renewed Orange is the New Black for a fifth, sixth, and seventh season in advance of the fourth season that hasn't aired and won't air until May, June, something like that. So hopefully they have an idea and a lot of stories to tell because that's a lot of episodes that they were just handed. Luckily, I feel like they could still introduce new characters because, you know, we haven't met everybody in the prison yet. So that wouldn't feel out of place. And People hopefully they get rid all of Piper. the time, you know. They, it's true. They, <laughs> hopefully they get rid of Piper, the lead character about whom the show was created. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. That's funny. Um, Sci-Fi has renewed the mid- season. Um, I'm, I think, one episode behind because I never watched the screeners I caught, but I like it. I just haven't had time to catch up yet. I'm glad that it got a second season, though, because I think it kind of harkens back to old sci-fi stuff. I feel like sci-fi is the sci-fi it used to be again, and The Magicians helps. Yeah, because there's Killjoys and Dark Matter and The Magicians. Um, and, the I, and The Expanse, yeah. And it they're, sounds they're like Hunter is really good or whatever. Yeah, so. yeah. So I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by that one, too. So there's that. I'm still uh, a little lukewarm on The Magicians, but I'm sort I of like I'm sort of uh, glad to see that they're going to give it another season so yeah. that maybe it can finally develop into something. Uh, but I don't know. There's there's pieces there that yeah. I'm hoping turn into something that <laughs> <laughs> I get sure that. that. I totally get I'm that. I'm sure. Yeah. Um USA Network has renewed Colony for a second season. Um, I watched the first episode. I didn't love it. I from, what I un- from what I understand, episodes. from what I understand, because I was lukewarm with the first episode as well, but people have told me the second and third episodes are really strong. So okay. I, I, mean, I will catch up. I've, I haven't deleted it yet from like my recordings. I just haven't gotten to it yet. So Same we'll see here. what happens. And now that it's renewed, I have a little more comfort in knowing that I yeah. can <laughs> catch up on it. Yeah, the, the next couple episodes are pretty good. And I haven't watched the fourth episode yet, but apparently there's something pretty uh, pretty solid that goes down in that episode too, I guess. Nice. Oh, wow. From okay. what I've sort of gleaned uh, when you like start to see something on Facebook or whatever, you're like, no, I don't want to see that. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I like Josh Holloway and the kid who plays his daughter. Um, and then in the only can- – well, CBS canceled that. But anyway, WGN America has canceled Manhattan after two seasons. Um, Daniel Feinberg made a very good – I think it was him – made a very good point of Manhattan was a very good show in a world where we're getting very great shows. So it just wasn't seen, even though it was a really good show that should have been watched. It just didn't get the viewers it needed. So uh, casualty of peak TV. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, in this case, I don't know. There's something like a Mad Men, uh, you know, or whatever it, that got like, barely anybody watched, but it got kept on because it got the critical buzz Yeah. Uh, and sort of helped to make that AMC, you know, a quality television network. I think that was their hope for Manhattan, but it never even got, you know, that type of rating. And 
But then I also wonder, like, what are your expectations for a network that half the people in the world don't even well, get? Well, the first season, yeah, the first season I didn't even have it. Yeah, now I have it, but I don't have high def. Yeah, when the second season ha- came, I had it, but it's not in high def. Yep. And so what it that becomes like what's in this day and age? What's the point of, uh, you know, watching especially something that's a you know a period piece like this that would, uh, you know, part of it is is the way it looks. Yeah, uh, that, it's true. You know, watching it on a smaller, you know, screen or whatever, and it not. Uh, is is just not something that I'm going to seek out. Exactly. And it didn't have, as some things had done in the past, it didn't have uh, HD on demand. Where mm. I've had, where in the past there's been like some, younger, you can get HD on demand, but it's not on. I don't have TV Land HD. Yeah. So there's been uh, there's been some like that that uh, that you have access at least later on or something like that that you could you could at least watch it in HD and. So yeah, I'm not sure what the, uh, but I guess it came in, you know, ratings wise, so far behind when they had Outsiders, which, from what I understand, is not even as good a show yeah. as Manhattan, but yet it got the eyeballs. Those Ryan Hurst fans, you man. Know, it uh, <laughs> it premiered. I mean, I love Ryan Hurst, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> I mean, I guess it premiered pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, given you know, the network that it's on. And so I guess that sort of gave them some cover to be able to, you know, had Outsiders bomb, then maybe you get a third season of Manhattan because they're true. trying to keep something That's on. That's true. Yeah, because Salem it will, is going to be back, right? For yeah, Salem three. Apparently in the scale of things, Manhattan is a very good show that for some reason the OK shows are getting the eyeballs on right. that network. Yeah. <laughs> and, and... <laughs> People love Shane West. Isn't he in sales? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> um, people didn't love Shane West enough to save Nikita, let's be real. But anyway, that's our news. I'm sure there's more out there, but that all came out this week. So moving on to Super Bowl 50, five questions. Okay, the first question, what did you think of the game? It was so boring. <laughs> Yeah, if you're not well, in, if you're not into well, defense, if, it was yeah, exactly. If you're not into defense, which I'm not, yeah. <laughs> Brandon McManus, the kicker for the Broncos, uh, graduated from my high school, so I'm supposed to like totally support him, and I guess I do because I didn't have a cart, like I didn't have a horse in the race. Um, so I guess it was like, sure, North Penn alumni, I'll vote for him. You didn't have uh, a horse in the race. You had a Bronco. I guess <laughs> yes, the Bronco is a horse. Whatever. It was the boring game. I thought Cam Newton just disappointed me. And I mean, to a certain degree, Peyton wasn't great either. Like it was just a game of yeah. not letting the other team score. Yeah. Both, te- both defenses were good. Right. Uh, the, the defenses just, showed up. Yeah, yeah. Denver's was just significantly better. And, right. And they, I mean, it was a close game. I will say that they didn't, nobody was blown out, which was good. No, I hate blowouts, but I do like more points. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Um, um, you know, I, I, I wanted. I think I wanted Carolina to win, but I wasn't mad at Denver winning. Um, I, I, I'm somebody who thinks that Peyton should have as many Super Bowl rings as his brother Eli. Yes. <laughs> so I cannot hate on Peyton winning. 
It was poetic oh, yeah. that his 200th win was his second Super Bowl and his, probably his final Super Bowl. And did and you see Papa the, John the, kissed him? Did Papa you John see him the the um the shot of Eli in the in the oh, like? Oh my god! Did you see that? Oh my god! It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I was I so excited, right? It was he doesn't play as a human, but stands there with his mouth agape. Like, what was so surprising that he just stood there looking like an idiot? <laughs> like, damn, I'm not the better brother. Exactly. <laughs> now we have the same amount of rings. Uh, oh, my God. Eli. Oh, he just, he is the meme that keeps on giving. Like, he really is. Any meme of him is just, he just looks so dumb. And maybe he's a really smart fella, but he looks dumb. Standing there like he has no idea what's going on because he just, like, doesn't he, he has that look on his face that he's just like, what? Oh, I think he knew what was going on. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. I hear about it indefinitely. <laughs> Thanksgiving, it's what they're going to talk about. Yeah, well, oh, know, we all have two rings he's now. He's going to be working hard next season to get that third ring. That's for yes. sure. Yeah, well, yes. he's going to have to work really hard. <laughs> 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 they, they were not good this year. They you weren't know, as they... bad as my team, so... <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, you know, you ship your coach across the country to ruin a completely different team. <laughs> exactly. Good riddance, Chip. What did you think of the commercials overall? My answer is the same for this. That they, yeah, like, not enough saw, points. Too much defense? <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter say, did they spend so much money just getting the ad space that they all then <laughs> forgot they, the creative? Yeah, they couldn't pay the creative to, to come up because, with something good. I mean, there were some things like I like, I always like a dog driving a car. Like I like that Subaru commercial. Because as soon as you anthropomorphize a dog, I like it. So are you into the uh, Doritos dogs commercial? That was that was not a dog. That was a demon. What, what was the Doritos dog the dogs were the, the three dogs dressed up in the coat and the hat to that go in to I get did Doritos? Love because I love, I love a caper where people <laughs> dress in a long trench coat. I love when that happens. I thought you were talking about the Mountain Dew monkey freak of nature no. commercial. <laughs> I, no, I, I, the one that gives everybody nightmares. It's, uh, I just sat there. The, the I monkey, sat there like the, Eli Manning. Is puppy it, baby is monkey it, is or something Puppy like monkey that. baby or baby monkey yeah. puppy or whatever it was. Yeah. I think Some my favorite thing of nature. Yeah, my favorite thing of that is that Jason Rothenberger, of uh, the creator of uh, of the hundred, went well. Guess back to the drawing board. That was going to be our <laughs> that was going to be our weird animal of the of this yeah. season. It's the puppy monkey baby. Yeah. God, it was so creepy. I, you know what commercial I I couldn't believe was the commercial Cure Auto Insurance. When the guy's dad is dying and he's like, I have something secret to tell you. And then he stares at the hot nurse and his dad dies right there. Did, did I see different commercials? Because I, I don't, don't know. Remember some of it these. was there awful. Are, yeah, <laughs> I think there are some that are sort of more localized than. Like, what's funny about his dad dying? Yeah. Nothing. I don't remember that one. I think I would oh remember God. that. I don't remember that one. <laughs> um, well, I what think that I think while the puppy monkey baby was was terrible, on the memorable. other hand, as a commercial, it is the one that seems to be the most memorable, and I, people seem to remember what it was actually for. 
That's true. Which is which is the one thing that I always find interesting about some of these commercials, even the ones that you find really good. It's like the next day you'll be like, oh, did you see that one that had the such and such? I don't remember what it was for, but you know, right. <laughs> you can like tell the whole plot of it except for like what right. product they were advertising. And so right. I'm like, when in doubt, guess that it was a car company. Yeah. So on the whole, like sometimes they completely miss the boat. Like, yeah, you created a nice little funny story, but the point was to tell me about a product. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what that is. So. Although I did like the, um, I like the Kevin Hart one where he lets where, the, where you know, his daughter. Where he Except stalks his daughter. I thought that was great. But, but it, I, it kept taking me out because I kept thinking that there's no way Kevin Hart is old enough to have a daughter for that age. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, why does he have like a grown up, a grown up daughter? I don't know. He's, I don't know how old he is, but. I don't think he's that old. But he's, he's I mean, probably, maybe he is. I don't know. Enough, he's probably old enough to have like a 16, 17 year old daughter. He probably is. I just, he's so <laughs> tiny. <you know? laughs> what else? Um, he's so childlike I'm, himself. That he is. It just doesn't seem like. I thought um, the wiener dogs were amazing. Yeah. For the, uh, ketchup. The, oh, right, right, according right. to according to USA Today, the top five ads were the first date Hyundai ad with Kevin Hart. Nice. And then the Wiener Stampede for <laughs> I like that that's what it's called. <laughs> and then uh, the Doritos Ultrasound, followed by the Doritos Dogs. I like the Doritos Ultrasound at all. And then the Ryanville Hyundai ad. So oh, I like that because I do like Ryan Reynolds. Apparently, uh, Hyundai... And Doritos had a big Super Bowl because they got two of their ads in the top five, according to. I kind of like the Mexico, the avocados from Mexico. <laughs> Does anybody want to feed Scott It's, got, it's got included in the price. <laughs> that was really good. I did like also that like uh, the coach seating was uh, some sort of medieval torture device that we come across. Uh, and then we can't forget all the Super Bowl NFL Super Bowl baby commercials, the one that and God. the one that culminated with the seal. That was the gross. weirdest. It's so weird. That yeah. was the weirdest thing. Like at first, it was like, okay, that's an interesting fact or like interesting tidbit that apparently there's a a you know, sort of a miniature baby boom in in whatever city wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. But then when it culminated with. Especially some of the like the older kids singing about you know that one time that my mom and dad you're like this yeah, is weird <laughs> this is really weird <laughs> I mean it, it's different. <laughs> what did you think of the Amazon Echo with Alec Baldwin and Dan Marino and I did Missy like Elliott. that I love Missy Elliott so. and, Jason, <laughs> and Jason Schwartzman he's one of my favorite people I love him my mom didn't know who good. he was though. Yeah. Please tell me you watch Mozart in the Jungle. I haven't. Uh, is it? I mean, I hear it's, it's good. I really liked it. Both seasons. I'm gonna have to. And he's in it more, even in the second season. I just love that guy so much. I just like any time you know that uh, people are using technology for uh, put downs to help them. With the, <laughs> <laughs> like, Poor Dan Marino. <laughs> I think he knows that he's never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> but it was perfect. He's like. And how many Oscars has Alec Baldwin won? Yeah, but then you ask, but I kept thinking there, I'm like, but ask him how many Emmys he's won. Yeah. <laughs> he's true. He's true. Yeah. You know, so like, you know. 
I mean, I guess Dan's probably won an MVP or yeah. something. I don't know. <laughs> he wasn't uh, Ace Ventura. So. <laughs> he wasn't Ace Ventura. He won that. Yes, how many free isotoner gloves do you have? That's it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just thought it felt like a, a down year creatively. From yeah. my oh, I yeah. think the commercials haven't been good in years and years and years. So I, I kind of expect this sort of level of, you know. Well, it's the it was the type of thing that you had to like go back at the end, like even to answer this question. I was like, I had to go back and like look at like what ads there were to sort of yeah. try and pick a favorite, and I'm not even sure I did. No. Of like what really was, you know, some of the like the Doritos ones were 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 good. Uh, and I like the first date, Kevin Hart. I'll I'll, I'll yeah. pick that as mine. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys like? What did you think of the halftime? Um, I think it was funny um, the fact that everybody was like it was Beyonce and Bruno Mars halftime with just yeah. a splash of Coldplay. <laughs> They're I like, what's Beyonce the, uh... and Bruno got out there? Is like, uh, who's Coldplay? I kind of feel like Bruno Mars should do every halftime show. Like he's just he's so endearing and entertaining. This little nugget of like, well, when it turned <laughs> into like the dance off. Yeah, like thing. Then you're just like, you're like, why is Coldplay here? You know? Exactly. <laughs> and then everybody was talking about how Chris Martin was like their backup. You know? Do you think? And this is a question I thought about. Do you think that CBS or Super Bowl or whatever said, um, "We've chosen Coldplay because they're safe, but we also need you to have somebody exciting there so that people don't turn the show off." Yeah. Because like, it was well, a good message all, at the Coldplay. end or whatever. But first of all, Coldplay, I mean, wasn't even, I don't think they're even pushing anything, right? They're, yeah. They had nothing to plug. Yeah. Right? Which is, I don't think so. Weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Ultimately, it was Beyonce plugging her new tour. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they're like, we're going to get like the two best halftime performances from the last few years, Bruno Mars and Beyonce. To, Dad, do to... you think Katy Perry feels yeah. that she was left out? I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't love Beyonce, whatever. It's not my jam, but she puts on a good show. Like, she was impressive. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah ultimately, yeah. it was just, I don't know, it was kind of all over the place in that they were trying to sort of highlight some of uh, the past, but yet they, uh, you know, they conveniently left out Nipplegate as, you know, as a highlight right. of... <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny. Was, Somebody pointed out, like, like, we learned our lesson. There, there wasn't oh. even, you know, like, they didn't even show any part of that show or anything, let alone... Oh, and that was one of the... You know, it's... The best, yeah. <laughs> much how, much like how any show that has teenagers in it and a Coldplay song, there's a music montage. Like, to even feature <laughs> a music montage in your own Super Bowl performance, knowing that that's what your music's best for, like, I thought that was pretty inspired. <laughs> That's funny. Did you guys watch Chris Martin, James Corden, Carpool Karaoke? I was talking about it all day. I love it. Yeah. I love this Carpool Karaoke so much. Me too. Um, I also thought Gaga was incredible. Yeah. Oh, you know what I didn't mention for commercials? The Good Wife. That was my favorite commercial. Yes. Yes. The Good Wife sending after seven seasons. It was beautiful. It was well done. And... I also really loved the trailer for Independence Day. For whatever reason, I am apparently a huge Independence Day fan. And okay. that trailer gave me chills. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum was also the big winner uh, on Jeff Super Bowl Gold- City. Yeah. He was in all kinds of, of ads. He was in that moving on Jeff. up ad. And a lot of poop. <laughs> he was... Or lack thereof poop in some situations. 
those were the commercials. He was he was in multiple ads. Yeah, on the uh, on the other side of things, what was your uh, you got a like a least favorite? Or actually, I feel like we covered that. Yeah, the the one that that was picked as the worst ad by the the USA Today uh, poll was uh, the Jubilee ad. Anytime those toenail fungus ads are on, that's for it. They're I was like, funny. I was like, you got Phil Sims and and or and and Dion Sanders and this whole group, and you're gonna plug to plug toe fungus. I'm like, really? That's oh my gosh, no, thank you. But there were so many ads during this Super Bowl that were for like, you know, Ooh. yes, that were for some sort of weird condition that you yes. had or. <laughs> And Either just... you couldn't go or you go too often. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, you know, as much as I, as much as I love TJ Miller and I really do because I adore Silicon Valley, I wasn't that much of a fan of the, that shock top. Yeah, I'm with you. I actually, with I you. actually kind of like that. So, somebody, I haven't gone and looked, uh, but apparently that's like the 30 second version. There's like a minute version on Right. That's much better that, that comes, they say. Yeah, I that heard comes it's off much better. better. Yeah. Uh, and so I haven't I haven't gone to to watch that, uh, but apparently Shock Top didn't have the you know the money the, to what, the the ten million or the twenty whatever it costs <laughs> yeah, to give you a full hour you know a full minute instead of thirty seconds, but uh, but yeah there's but that kind of backfired on them because you know you have to edit out yeah, they if you, if you edit, edit out the stronger parts yeah so yeah I don't know that's uh oh what did you think of the Amy Schumer, Seth Rogen, Bud, you know, the party, the Bud party, Bud Light party. their usual shtick. I thought it was yeah. fine. I thought it, I thought it was all right. I thought Michael Pena was funnier yeah. than yes. Seth Rogen and Amy Schumer were. I thought yes. the, I, I thought, you know, some of the stuff like, you know, Paul Rudd being, oh, I didn't yes, even know and Paul Rudd. Happen, oh, I didn't you know, that type happen. of stuff. You I know. thought that was cool too. But then his voice wasn't used in that Marvel one where it was Hulk versus Ant-Man or whatever. Really? I didn't even know this. It was just, yeah. that whole ad was just sort of weird. Like it had the, you know, where he's quoting Independence Day and, you know, there was some stuff that was funny, but then there was also like, this is, there was the, we'll just say it, there was a giant caucus joke right. <laughs> in the middle right. of it that felt like, yes, that's her shtick. Like that's where yeah. we go. And it was kind of funny oh to me it felt flat it was kind of funny ish but it felt like it was misplaced like you're like this is the middle of the super bowl where like families and yeah all kinds of stuff and it felt like that was a joke because they hit on it like two or three times like to make sure that you got the joke you know and and you're just like that felt weird (laughs) in the in the middle of this. Uh, so I don't know. I think that kind of detracted from it, but yeah, I don't know. Overall, overall at the end of it, I, there was no, there was no ad really that stuck out as no, that was, you know, super I think the good wife to me stuck yeah. out as like, <laughs> that's what the, stuck out for me too. Because it was just a smart move on CBS's part, I think to announce the end of the good wife. Well, I mean, so they had such a large, yeah, yeah. While so many people were watching, and it and it gives the end of the season kind of like a more like a gravitas or whatever and, you know. And for me, since I'm nine episodes behind, there's still eighteen episodes before it's over. <laughs> so you know, I... 
I think I'm only behind one episode because I ended up binging the first half of the season because I'm like, I need to see Jeffrey Jeffrey Dean Morgan like now. So he was my incentive to watch The Good Wife. (laughs) And I'm very happy that I watched. Oh my God, he's the best on this. I love him so much. (laughs) I I could literally talk about that for hours. Like it makes me angry. I wish he had been on like in previous seasons, you know, like. I don't like just having one season of him on The Good Wife. Although now he's moving on to The Walking Dead, but you know. And he's going to be a bit of a bastard on The Walking Dead. Exactly. <laughs> so it'll be amazing. Um, so that's our... Um, that's the commercials. That's the commercials. So what do we think of The Late Show with Stephen Colbert and The Late Late Show with James Corden? Um, I didn't much watch much of Stephen Colbert, mostly because I wasn't a Colbert Report fan excuse me, I never watched uh, that. I don't watch The Late Show. So, like, I wasn't... The guest stars didn't compel me enough, like... Or the guests, whatever. Not the guest stars, but the guests. Um, So I didn't watch it. But I heard that it was not great. Yeah, it was... I this was the first episode of it that I've watched. Like I I don't watch really any of the late night stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm more of the, I guess... They're building the shows for me is is the next day if something pops up in my Twitter feed or something as this was really funny from last night. Right. Uh, then I might watch that video clip or something. But uh, for me, since I'm usually gone to work, I'm not like DVRing the late night shows to watch when I get home or something. So I'm not really a big fan, but I was interested in this idea of trying something different because – Putting a show after the Super Bowl doesn't really help it out all that much. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really launch new shows very well. It doesn't help establish shows that much. I'm like, still mad no, about but Alias. I'd still rather have a scripted show follow yeah. a Super For Bowl. For me, I would rather have a scripted show. But I was interested to see, like, these were going to be playing late anyways after the Super Bowl. So for a lot of the country. Not on the be, West Coast. Yeah, yes. not, they're, they're, they're playing you know earlier here, but still it. <laughs> They're for a lot of people. They were still playing late, and and so I was interested to see if that would do anything uh, for the. But I can't imagine that anybody watched Stephen Colbert and was like, "Oh, I gotta check this out on Monday night." Yeah, yeah, no, I, because yeah. it was. I mean, the, when they first went to the, you know, the opening was okay. I mean, uh, they went big. They tried to go big for the opening with the. With the throwing toss- of the football yeah. to, from L.A. to New York and then to space and to President Obama. Yeah. It's, and that the, was okay. It's it sort of worked, right. uh, but it, it almost went on a little bit too much. And then yeah. and then they went to – they they brought out uh, Tina Fey and Margot Robbie. Which, I heard that it felt like forced, like it was a, a weird yeah, – But they, they brought them both out. And they started to talk to them, and then they went to, then they decided to like go to like a commercial break, and then they came back from commercial, and they started to talk to him again, and then it was time for them to break in to go to the satellite feed where they were talking to Jim Nance and and uh, the Super Bowl MVP, and you're just like, do we really need to break in to the Late Show with another oh, interview weird. with the MVP when we just 
when most people were sitting watching the post-game show going, would you right. get to Colbert already? Right. <laughs> and so then you get to Colbert, and then partway through, you break in to the middle of interviewing Tina Fey and Margot Robbie, which wasn't going that well, really, <laughs> anyways. But because he kept asking them, like, if they played sports, and it was like he had to tie everything into sports since they it, they were on after the Super Bowl. And, and so then it broke into to that and then they came back and they finished off talking to them and ultimately got one sort of funny story about uh margot robbie likes to give people tattoos tattoos and she spelled one wrong <laughs> and she spelled one wrong which was and she's sort of like kind of adorably funny and giggly <laughs> like that you, and so the story was was kind of funny and ultimately the movie is something i want to see down the road because it sounds like it might be funny uh, but it that didn't go over well, and then uh, just the the rest of the show didn't uh, didn't flow quite well. Ultimately, he ended up. Uh, I mean, then Will Ferrell came out, and that was in the animal expert. That was kind of funny there. as the yeah he was be being the animal expert, but he just kept making up names for and uh, bringing and it was for, a kitten. You know, it was like a cat or <laughs> yeah. it was like a gerbil, but he kept calling them, you know, some sort of endangered species or something and, and then coming up with a, a wacky name. And so that was funny, like a couple of times, but by the time, you know, the punchline was basically like, okay, what is this one? He's like, it's a chicken, you know? And, uh, it, it, that was another thing. It sort of just like went on a little, uh, too much. Uh, although on the, the scale of things, when <laughs> It, one of the things that he said, like, caught Stephen Colbert off guard and he just started laughing, like, so hard <laughs> that those type of things when, like, the comedian breaks, that's always the best part of, like, Saturday Night Live is when somebody right. screws up. And then, you know, interviewed Megyn Kelly for a couple of segments. And, you know, that was a perfectly fine interview, but it was just... You're like, why am I still watching this yeah. type of yeah. thing? It's not, it's not post Super Bowl worthy. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't uh, go like you sort of expected. Maybe there'd be like some big production number or right. or something. Uh, the the best thing of the night was actually the closing of James Corden's show with Boys to Men, where they were yeah. singing a version of their one of their songs yeah. that had yeah. lyrics from stuff that had happened that day and exactly. so they had had like a partially written you know rewritten song and then they filled it in with lyrics with the score of the game and and other things that made it you know that still rhymed correctly in the right spots and stuff that was well on I a technical James, level that was pretty cool but James Corden's whole episode I I realized I did watch and I fast forwarded through some of it this morning but like he's got an infectious like attitude so everything he's he does even if so it's so much fun even if it's the stupidest thing it's so much fun like his carpool karaoke i can't get enough of it and i thought elton was great although i, I did want to i did want to see i like it when the artists sing other people's songs in the carpool karaoke yes and elton yeah, like, only sang his songs like like yeah. when adele rapped yes when she did spice girls yeah. and when she did yeah. Nicki minaj yeah. yeah, that was great to me. And um, yeah, I wanted to see Elton sing some something different. The TV airing didn't have them do Circle of Life, but the one that's online oh, does have Circle of Life in it. Oh, because I only watch clips online. Yeah, so, so, the, so I, I was that. confused when I saw that today. Um, 
I loved, 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 loved Anna Kendrick, Zac Efron, and Adam Devine. That was doing fun. the sports themed movies. It was amazing. They're just so they're three of the funny, like most game people. Adam Devine is one of my favorite people on the planet. Nicest dude, love him to death, and he's so funny. Their chariots of fire was amazing. That was funny. I just loved like it's the dumbest thing, but it's so much yeah. fun. And like you like you said, his boys to men thing was amazing because I, I just love the boys, boys to men. men. I just love them. I love Even- how they rhyme score with the the score of the game. Seven twenty four. Like that takes a lot of like that's a lot to like yeah do the same day that it happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not only that, but it's it's also just hours after. Yeah, it's just yeah. hours. Uh, you, so because I you don't in, know the. I was impressed. You don't know the like that final score was like right there at the end of the game before it was 24. Yeah. So yeah, they had to, <laughs> they had to figure out a way to, you know, work that in and, and that type of stuff. And then, you know, and then they come out singing it like it's their song. You know? right. <laughs> like, it was awesome. I mean, and James Corden has such a good voice too. Like, yeah. And he just goes for it every time. I can't um, but wait what about, to see him host the Tonys. I really what, Oh, right. Uh, but what about Boys to Men? They're like last Sunday they were in Greece Live. This Sunday they're they having were, a moment. They're having a moment, and I'm very happy about it. Oh my god, I'm here for it all day. I love them so much. I saw them in concert a couple years ago when they toured with. I guess were they with New Kids or were they? Yeah, they were with the New Kids. It was so good. Oh, so good. Um, I also I've said this today. I thought that the commercials that James redid. Yes. <laughs> We're funnier than the commercials during the Super Bowl. The Cindy Crawford. Oh yeah, it's such an iconic commercial, and you remember. It, and then here he comes in his freaking wife beater. Yeah, and when I they... just love that he doesn't care. He he knows that he's not a trim fella, yeah. and yeah. he's just like letting it all hang out. I love it. But also, like that was like 1992, and she looks and she still um, looks she's great. Like... <laughs> it's. Yes. I'm like, this is sick. I'm like, Sydney, you're sick. Hate Cindy Crawford she in the best so, way. She looks so good. <laughs> so that's our wrap up of the Super Bowl. Maybe the Eagles will finally make it next year. They won't. Well, my Rams are now in LA. I don't know how to, I don't know what to think about that. Because I really <laughs> like, really like St. Louis having a football ball team or whatever that's another podcast <laughs> yeah. la has like 75 no the chargers are staying in san diego for at least a season right yeah right. I, I like the i like the the chargers announced they're staying in san diego at least this year yeah. <laughs> you're like wow way to really reassure your fan base you know, yeah. like, <laughs> come and support our- us this year we might be leaving next year yeah. <laughs> so we still have to talk about prime time we have so much to still talk about Prime time, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, season one, episode 10. I'm back at camp with Josh. For me, this episode was all about white Josh and Daryl. Now, last week's episode was all about white Josh and Daryl for me. I think that they're amazing, and I love that they appear to be starting a romance. They do, right? I love it. Something so between them. There's when white Josh kissed him, I died. They, they have chemistry. I'm sorry, they do. They totally do. And it's funny because when, um, when what's her name won, like, I guess her Golden Globe, my reaction was she is my least favorite part of the show. Really? Uh, oh my yeah. gosh. I love her. 
But these past, I will say. I, I think she's really episodes, good, but I hate the you know, character. <laughs> I hate her character. But these past couple episodes have really, I feel like, have me coming around on the show a little bit more. Like, I don't know if anything's changed significantly, but maybe they're just fleshing out the other characters more, spending a little less time on her crazy. I just feel like it's becoming more of an evened out show. And I'm really finding myself enjoying it, which is not how I was like three weeks ago. I, yeah, I, I, I adore this show a lot and I love, I don't know. I don't, I, yes, Rebecca is crazy. She makes the worst decisions. She's just like, she, I, I, really I, I sometimes pause the DVR sometimes and then like <laughs> wait 15 minutes and then go back to it because she's just gotten herself into a situation. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. this is never going to work. And it just makes you look really stupid. But <laughs> then I go back and I watch the whole thing and I probably pause another like t- two or three times. Um, but, but I end up really loving where she's going. I mean, you see her developing a little bit. And, and I do you like see her getting somewhere with Josh. I was going to say, I really like that they're developing him. Because when you first watch it, you're like, why on earth would she change her life for this total dolt of a character but they're starting to flesh him out him wanting to support this camp him wanting to like him appreciating why she came to town we find out like they're giving him more weight as far as a character goes and i like that i'm like he's not just like this one-dimensional guy i like greg and how angry he is um i surprisingly like greg and her neighbor yeah i love love her um i love that cookie is like her i love that she loves taraji um I just thought Taraji is her everything. It's so good because it's so not her character, which I love. Yeah, I do. I am glad that Rebecca finally admitted that she loves Josh because I think she still has like layers of crazy to go. I think before she really like catapults herself out of it. But I just really like that. She's finally being like, she's like at least admitting it to her best friend and Oh my God, that scene where she's telling about the kiss on the cheek and Daryl overhears it. Oh, uh, like, yes. <laughs> his excitement in that scene about, like, what does it mean? Like, yeah. he's just totally open to it and he loves the idea that White Josh kissed him. And I love the yeah. idea that White Josh kissed him. And I there's a wink. And there is a wink. Yes. After. Yes. I, I love it. I, I was only joking, I think, last week when. Daryl was so into talking to him. And I said, I tweeted white Josh and Daryl are my OTP. But after watching this week's episode, I was like week two, they definitely still are. And like, I'm rooting for them more than anything. So tonight, I wonder if something else is going to go on. I really hope so. I love them. Who knew that I would like love them. I I know. Yeah. For me, I haven't been loving the show which is why I caught up with like the last four or five episodes over the weekend so that we can talk about it on the podcast today. I like that she finally admitted to everybody else. Yeah. Not her full reason for coming, but 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 probably the real reason that she came is that it was the impetus for her to get out of a life that she didn't like. Yeah. Uh and and that it really exactly. has been better off uh doing this. But her whole still, like, obsession with Josh, like, even though we've started to get to know him a little bit, 
Uh, and, you know, like in the last episode, he's realizing that maybe he needs to grow up a little bit. Right. I, it's still one of those things that is just like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> well, it, I, it was, they're together as kids, you know. Yeah, I know, and, but it's still and, like, once you've come here and you've spent all this time with him, it's still like, she she has like these such rose-colored glasses on like what. I'll tell you what. Uh, she is, if, but. I thought if she my, was going to move on to Greg, but then that didn't happen. If my so. middle school well, boyfriend. Well, I think ultimately that's I, actually where things go, but. I don't know. I don't know because they're kind of making yeah. Greg angrier and angrier. But I'll tell you what, if my middle school boyfriend <laughs> and I ran into the streets, like if we ran into each other in the streets of Philadelphia and he said to me, I live here now and I moved there, like I could I could understand her feelings from being that young because that's like your first real feeling of like, right. I love this person and it doesn't go away. I would totally be like, okay, I'll move and wherever. And probably the time she was happiest in exactly. her life because exactly. she's always miserable because of her mom, you know, leading a life she didn't want to lead. So yeah. she, yeah, so she kind of associates happiness with Josh. I just wish it had a better title because I think Crazy Ex-Girlfriend turns a lot of people off. Yeah, because Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is one of those where you're like, you don't need, you need to see like the title sequence, not just the title. Because the, yeah, title, because sequence the gives, title sequence, the title sequence gives you an explanation yeah. of like what. But are I people going to make it that far? They That's don't. The thing. Like, do you, people, yeah, you can never get past the where you just see crazy ex girlfriend, yeah. or or whatever, uh, and so it it I think it is sort of an, an impediment because there's, you know, unless every time you mention crazy ex girlfriend, you also then put like a two sentence explanation as to why you should you know, not pay attention to what the title is or whatever. Yeah. It, that, that's probably uh, a thing. It doesn't look like, I don't know, I guess maybe give it a couple more weeks past the golden globe win or whatever, but it doesn't seem to have gotten any sort of tick up at all. No, not at all. Uh, from, from that. <laughs> and, uh, I don't think it's going to get, it. it's not looking promising of getting the, you know, like Jane, the Virgin got a little bit, it was already better off to begin with, right. and then got a little bit of a tick up. Uh, you know, I just know and I mean, had I was the at, critical I, I was, praise, and yeah. so uh, I was it, at I was at TCAs and and listening to CW TCAs and Mark Pedowitz, the president. He's just he understands that the ratings are horrible, but it really seemed that he backs his show, like he's really into the show and he wants it to succeed. Although I haven't seen like what like the three day or seven day sort of ratings like does it have any type of a significant gain with people watching it later on? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that seems like something I would have heard. Like, seems like somebody would have mentioned it. Like, I like, I think at the TCAs, I think even one of the reporters might have asked about. It seems like something CW would have mentioned. Like. You would have gotten that giant CW press release talking about how it's their biggest gainer, you know, yes, <laughs> DVR it's not. numbers it's or, not. or it's online not viewing even, or something like that. Not even close. Not even had some close. sort of, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't even think it's getting what would be like if you add in all that type of stuff, you know, something even respectable or whatever. But uh, I, I think with them, with CW, it's more of a, they love it. A lot of critics love it. But I don't know if that 
ultimately is going to be able to be enough to to give it a second second season. I wonder what it is for like people that watch Jane the Virgin but have like not watched Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Like, is it the title? Is it because it seems like on such a similar plane, right? Of sort of the hybrid comedy drama that has a little bit of you know sort of a in this case it's got a lot of you know musical numbers instead of although they've got some musical numbers occasionally <laughs> on uh, Jane the Virgin but you know that has that you know sort of whimsical nature to it or you know where she sees things talking to her or daydream sequences and things so it seems like they're on such a similar wavelength that if you like Jane the Virgin that you would probably like crazy ex-girlfriend but it, it doesn't seem to be that any anybody's watching it they're just tuning in i mean let's be real not that many people are watching jane the virgin either yeah but it's no it's i, I watch both i mean i do too but jane the virgin is not a high-rated show by any means well that's no. that's true but it's almost <laughs> i'm not sure exactly but it's almost double what crazy ex-girlfriend's getting sure so you know you would if even half the people that aren't you know that are watching that are just watching that and not watching you know tuned in it would be a significant increase in how many people are watching you'd have to ask the hundred thousand people that are watching crazy (laughs) ex-girlfriend which there's not that many people so you probably could so that's 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 crazy ex-girlfriend let us know what you think of crazy ex-girlfriend if you're watching or if you're watching jane the virgin why you're not watching crazy ex-girlfriend that would be that would be that would be helpful for Jason. That would be the question of the week, <laughs> so to speak. That would be the question of the week is, if you're watching Jay the Virgin, why are you not watching or have you – did you try it and not like it? You know, have yeah. you not tried it? What is it that is keeping you away from a crazy ex-girlfriend? Uh, next up is Chicago Med, season one, episode eight, Reunion. Man, Brian T. looks good in a uniform. <laughs> what? I just- uh, I like Ethan Choi. I like his uniform. <laughs> yeah, looks good in a uniform. Yeah, um, he looks good in a uniform. And did you reckon? <laughs> did you recognize the um, Dr. Vicky Glass? Who um, who was that doctor at the VA? No, who was it? It's Amanda Waller from Arrow. Oh, oh, okay, yes, okay. I couldn't remember where I placed her. I'm like. I know it was like one of those phases that you know, but I didn't bother doing any research to see who she was. <laughs> yeah. um, but she was in Spartacus too, wasn't she? Yes, Maybe. she was. Yeah. Yes, she was. Okay. okay. That may- now I'm like, okay, I know who she is. I think uh, her name is Cynthia Dye Robinson or something like that. Okay. I, I could be I, wrong. But. I like Chicago Med. Um, I'm glad it's renewed for season two and it's coming back. I feel like the acting isn't great. But I'm forgiving it a lot because I'm enjoying the show. And I and do I think really like the cast. Just, yeah, the cast is great. The cast is great. It's diverse, not just to be diverse. They just exactly. exist in this world, in the real world. I think Nick Gelfus is my hero and my everything, and I will follow him to the ends of the earth. Um, and up until a long time, up until a couple of days ago, he was still on my phone as my um, picture because I love him. Uh, <laughs> I just, I really, I like what they're doing. I think the writing kind of, they've given them a lot of heavy stuff to deal with right off the bat. And they're taking it in stride. I think, you know, Code Black kind of faltered in the beginning as far as a medical drama goes, which I still watch it. But I don't know if they jump, like, 
it's so different. Like there's a much more lightheartedness to Chicago Med, but they still are, they're still able to go dark. I don't, I don't really know. I, I don't know what it is. I can't place what it is that I really love it, but I think it's just because I have such an affi- affinity for the Chicago shows in general. I don't. This is the only one I watch. That, so like what I, made you watch it? Like, what was it? Was Colin, it, was Colin it, Donald. I was going to say, was it Colin? It was Colin Donald, yeah. And not just Colin Donald. It was Colin Donald and Yaya DaCosta. I told her that I, well, I was drunk when I told her this, but I told her, <laughs> Kurt and I told her that I was a big fan of America's Next Top Model, and she got mad at me. Oh. I feel like she doesn't want to talk about that part of her career. Really? But, oh, I don't I really, like that. But I really do like her on the show. I mean, maybe she was as drunk as I was, so she was just, it was the alcohol talk. I just think that they get into interesting things. I love Oliver Platt in this show so much. He well, does first, whisper a little bit. Well, first of all, his name is Dr. Charles, and my dad is Dr. Charles, so I like to hear. Oh, that's nice. The word Dr. Charles. And it was really funny because on Parenthood, there was a Dr. Pelican that... Um, yeah, yeah, Tom Amandis. Yes, and um, that's my sister is Dr. Pelican. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> oh, I so, love it. Yeah, so every time I hear Dr. Charles, I like I love that. But I also love the fact that he's the like responsible for the more psychological aspects, you know, of a patient. Yeah. And I, I think that's a little bit of a different angle than we've seen because I'm not a fan of med, med, medical dramas anymore. I just got yeah. tired of them. So it's funny that I'm even watching this show. <laughs> but I, I like, but I, um, like I said, I like the cast. I like the situations. Um, I, I do. I'm liking Dr. Halstead more and more because I, yeah. I didn't know him from, what was like, it, Chicago? Yeah, he was on PD a lot because it's PD, his right. Um, I just but I, I, think I like that, his I love to continue with... the, the moments where like the one people like one person from med just of course the you know the ambulance people are the ones bringing them in because they're the people in the area like I like that they're still doing that small crossover type thing small, every time right I love yeah. that show. I mean even though I don't watch the the other two shows I I know enough about them that I recognize the characters so yeah for sure. I think that's very cool. Like, I hope they will always do that. And it sounds like they're going to, and Chicago Legal is coming, and it's just going to, they're taking over. And I don't, I don't know if I can be on board with Chicago Legal. Based on the, they did one episode that was like a law case. The person they had hired to be the, the uh, lawyer wasn't great. So hopefully they have better um, casting when they do Chicago Legal. But um, I'm all in for Chicago Med. Uh, I was here because I love Chicago, but now, or like the Chicago shows, but I'm loving the cast. And I think that they're getting more comfortable with each other. And I really do love Will and Natalie together. And I hope that, um, I realize she's a new mom, but I hope they explore that. Yeah, they're yeah. cute together. I mean, yeah. they're not together, but they have yeah, a really good exactly. chemistry. Really- I wasn't sure if that's what they, where they were going in the beginning. I felt like they were sort of testing Tori DeVito out with Colin Donnell. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, yeah, Costa. that horrible and, uh, surgeon. What did you call her? Or <laughs> surgeon, the horrible <laughs> surgeon. Uh, she's just so mean, and I loved her on General Hospital, but yes, Lulu. But I don't love her here. <laughs> if there's one person I don't love, it's it's whatever Zanetti. I don't know if she's like long for the world, you know, like yeah. this. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. 
Exactly. So Chicago Med, we're both kind of all in for. We'll see where it goes. Like I said, I'm glad they're getting a second season because it's doing huge numbers for NBC. It's higher than PDN Fire on their like ratings, which is really yeah. It's doing better than both of their motherships. So wow. So kudos to Dick Wolf, the old troll himself. (laughs) I I really I just really think that Colin Donnell makes a great TV doctor. I do. I just think he makes great TV. Yeah, I, I, the good news is I'm pretty sure that he's not going to die on this show. I mean, exactly. So we got some time with him, Um, which is good. Yes. So Chicago Med, everybody should be watching. I think. Yes. Same here. Uh, The Grinder. This is funny. Season one, episode thirteen. Grinder v. Grinder. Oh, I didn't versus grinder. I didn't even realize this was the thirteenth uh, episode. So this would have served as their series finale had they not gotten the back nine. This, God, that would have been perfect. It, that could have it could have made a really good series finale. Yeah, because you know that his brothers, you know, he's a good fake lawyer and all this stuff. Yeah, um, it was all about Timothy Oliphant. I love <laughs> in this show and how well, like how happy he is to play himself. Yeah. Like this I weird love- version of himself. <laughs> uh, it's, it's too funny, but I, I don't know. I just, as a TV fan, I just really enjoy the show as each episode starts with them watching an episode oh, of his show. It's a God. I love it. And then some trope or something about TV shows is what ends up being sort of like the theme of the episode, especially like this episode opens with. with, What did you say moment? Well, with the with the brother, though, going. So apparently this is something we do now is watch. And so like he totally like they totally make reference of stuff like that. But but then they also do stuff like when they have that scene on the roof of the hotel and bef- and before he leaves he goes he's like the the whatever i can't remember like the the radisson the center, the yeah. center. Yeah, the, he's like the you know the whatever the hotel name you know like in boise has a has a helipad you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was Fred savage is Fred savage is so good on but this those, show yeah those moments are too perfect because as soon as they walked up there i was like that hotel has a helipad I was totally thinking that, and then they just like point that stuff out, like, yes, it's ridiculous, but we know it too, and then yeah. just sort of go about uh, doing the rest of uh, of the stuff. But this episode with oh my god, it was so meta! It just was like the perfect amazing. timing of of Dean coming into the room, and then Timothy Oliphant later, and Oliphant, and then Dean being like upset. At him being there, which is the same reason his brother is upset that he's there. It's too perfect. (laughs) But But he doesn't get it at all. They actually acknowledge, he actually acknowledges that he's a fake TV lawyer, you know, like that he's not a real lawyer. I like that. And they go with the ER thing again with the, (laughs) if you were choking. Uh, but this time instead of Noah Wiley, they go Anthony Edwards and Gordon Visnick. <laughs> In the later episodes, when the storylines weren't as medically driven, yeah. yeah, that's when they lost me. The whole show is too perfect. They have that; those lines like that are just fantastic. And I, I love that they call Timmy Tim Oliphant's gr- grinder Nola. 
just like <laughs> just like NCS, yeah. NCIS, no, you know, and then you know, just the little TV terms, the grinder universe. You know, everything everything is so meta. When he kept trying yeah. to say that like the grinder Los Angeles, he's yeah. like, no. <laughs> Just the grinder. Yeah, it's just not the grinder. So and he goes, well, on the West Coast grinder. <laughs> I just really think they found just the perfect, the perfect vehicle for, for uh, Fred Savage. Like he's been off TV for a while. This, I couldn't ask for better. Like, I think he's just incredible. And the kids kill me. Oh, <laughs> I just love how the kids and the father, they just, you know, William Devane just buy oh everything my God. That, <laughs> that Dean is selling, you know. I just said when I when I first saw the pilot, William Devane's character was my favorite part <laughs> because he just bought in to Rob Lowe's shtick so much. And he was just so like, what are we fun. doing now? Like, I just yeah. love him. And he yeah. continues to just be my favorite thing. Yeah, because he's always like, well, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, yes. And Stuart's like, not really. It's not <laughs> really. Yeah, now, exactly. You know it took me a while to start liking Natalie Morales's character, but now she's sort of caught on with me. And she has like this little, like a rhythm herself. And it's and the way she kind of, you know, works in tandem with Fred Savage's character, especially in this episode. Yeah. Like, they're the, like they're the only two that are sane in this world, you know? Yeah, and they try and work together, but it blows up in their face. It always and... blows up in their face. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. when his wife is like, you know, but you brought this on yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I know. And then she goes for like an even like deeper, darker way of like getting out of it, you know. And uh, but I, I, I also like when they met, when Claire huh? and, and his wife met. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we just, Weird we haven't met until now. Like, I think so- it's so interesting that they did that, too, because it's like other shows just kind of assume you're going to assume they met at some right. point. Yeah. But they were really cool about the fact that it's like, no, these people have never met. They're, we're introducing them on right. TV. This is episode 13. They hadn't met yet. Yes, exactly. And I really love when um, Rob Lowe's character, Dean, is just when he gets lucid, you know, where he actually shows us that he that he actually is self-aware. Right. Because usually he's living in this delusional world. Yes. And I, and I often wonder if he actually is aware of what he's doing. Like he's, he was a TV lawyer. That doesn't mean he could be a real lawyer. Right. Right. You know, I feel like like it's, well, I'm talking about suits later, but I feel like this is sort of like the comedic version of suits (laughs) because you know, there was a fake lawyer in that show. I mean, yes. he, he, had, he had the smarts yes. to back it up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the two fake TV lawyers. As this show has gone on, I've just enjoyed it more and more. This was my favorite episode. This was my favorite. Yeah, because they they tied every kind of everybody was sort of tied into this episode. Yeah, you know, every everything sort of worked and. It did. It was just, it was so mock trial. I mean, the mock trial was so brilliant. Yeah, especially when it comes down to somebody said something and it triggers something in his head and it's the, right. it's the same what thing as say? how he won he the case. <laughs> <laughs> and then Stuart's like, oh, it's okay. He just did that thing that he yeah. did on the, on the show. <laughs> the thing he did that he repeated. 
I love it. Uh, and then he loses it's, on purpose and then reopens the child. I just <laughs> want more. I just perfect. want more people to watch this show because I don't want it to go away, and 100%. it might go away. I'm a hundred percent with you. <laughs> yeah, that whole that second hour on uh, Tuesdays, there should be more people watching both. Like Brooklyn yeah. Nine Nine and The Grinder are two of the best comedies. I on love Brooklyn Nine Nine right now. Yes, uh-huh. I love. Oh my god, I love it. I think it's a great solid two hours that I enjoy watching. I, I don't watch, always watch it the watch same. Grandfather night. too. I mean, and I like Grandfather, but I don't like it as much as I like The Grinder. I'm with or, you. Or Brooklyn yeah. Nine Nine, and I and I'm I I I broke up with New Girl, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's actually it's funny and it may be sad for Zoe Deschanel, but. I think it's actually doing really well without her. <laughs> really? I hadn't heard yeah. that. Okay. I don't know. I almost kept watching. I've almost been watching this season just because of that to see like almost. So Megan Fox is doing okay? Well, she hasn't started yet. Yeah, this was oh, her okay. first episode. Okay. Uh, but just to see like what they were going to do, like how they were going to write her out for a short period of time, you know, in the, yeah. you know, in the, in the show and just see like how how that was going to work. Like just that has got me to continue watching a show that I was going to give up on <laughs> that right. I'm now watching out of sort of like just curiosity of this other thing. That... I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't pick it up again. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> um, I mean, I was worried about it, but I'm, I'm glad I stuck with it. And it's actually become a show that I watch like a couple of days later. I don't watch it right away, but it's been okay. Here's a show I watch uh, right away. It is, the hundred season three episode three ye who enter here Ooh this this quite the explosive it, episode it's, it's yes. a me- it was everybody's such a mess on this show that's all i have to say yes it's so good <laughs> really i mean well that's what it, that's what we always talk about for this show is is their stakes and they're real and when something happens whatever decisions get made you have to deal with the results of those decisions and yeah yeah poor bellamy he lost his girl which as soon as he kind of saw that i kind of thought she was a red shirt from the beginning yeah but i liked her actually i mean i know i I didn't mind her at all yeah you just kind of knew sorry sorry when he's in the main love quadrangle or whatever it is right yeah, but overall, yeah, but I, it was still really late in the episode before I was like, oh, crap, this is going down. <laughs> before I really clicked in, it was like, oh, this is going down at Mount Weather. <laughs> you know, not you, In your head, you're like, there's going to be some kind of twist. There's going to be yeah. some kind of twist. But it wasn't until really late that you were like, oh, the twist is that he's, he's actually at Mount Weather. And it was a whole ruse, uh, which made for an interesting thing of... You know, trying to trust the grounders and being able to trust some like right. Lincoln and, you know, being able to maybe trust some others here and there. And then but then one here where you actually saved her, she comes back and totally bites you in the ass because right. you trust her. Uh, so, you know, and I think they just wanted to remove Mother from the equation because, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, I mean, it was they get if they're comfortable in a place, that's not what they want on the show. It's like you can't be comfortable. Everything has to be as tough as exactly. possible. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and they basically cut off like 
half of the new people that they found, you know, because there were supposed to be like 60-something of them, and there was like 30-something of them at Mount Weather. Right. So, you know, so, that, that gets rid of... Uh, Pike's uh, not going to take too kindly to that. Let's just put it that way. But then it also puts Bellamy in sort of the same spot as, you know, now losing a significant other uh, mm-hmm. type of thing, which yeah, we'll see how that plays out. I mean, I don't, like, I don't know. I did find myself like pausing because I was afraid what was going to happen. But then it all kind of worked out. I mean, it's the show still intense and like, but then, you know, things weren't as bad as they could have been, except sure. Some people blew up. I don't know. I just get nervous for the people I start to like really care for. I know. Right. So the show is not easy to watch. You know what my favorite moment of the entire episode was? No. When Indra smiled. Did you see her smile when <laughs> yes, she saw Kane? Yes. Like, I don't think we've ever seen her smile before. Not like That's that. so true. And so, like, it was a major moment for me. <laughs> I interviewed, at TCA's, I interviewed Adina Porter, who plays Indra, and that was, like, my first question. I'm like, she smiled! <laughs> <laughs> I do um, like it. I mean, I, I like her character so much. Me too. And she's also on Underground, so that kind of scares me, too. But, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> that, it scares I'm me. I'm a little nervous stuff. about Ricky Whittle being on uh, uh, that sci-fi thing. I know. I'm so happy for him getting American Gods. But yeah. it, it makes me scared. It I agree. really makes me scared. But I guess I have to start yeah. psychologically going there in my mind. So when it, if, when it happens... Hopefully it's the type of thing that, you know, they're done. They're basically done with this season of The 100. So hopefully it's one of those where the scheduling works out where you don't have to, you're not, you don't end up getting rid of somebody because they got another job or something. Right. Uh, And, and since, uh, well, they're doing a little bit longer, they've been doing a little bit longer season, but they're not doing, you know, the 22 or 24 episode season. So for The 100 here, and then, you know, that being a show that's probably going to be 10 episodes, you know, type of thing. So if, if you can work out the, you know, different halves of the year or something like that, that, uh, of when they're filming, it, it might uh, be something that, uh, that works out that that's something that these days though, every once in a while though, you see people like pop up on like three different shows because they're only in like a handful of, you know, like of episodes in each show, but they're, and they're just filmed at way different times and come out at, you know, but every once in a while they'll come out at like the same time. You'll be like, Oh my God, this guy's on like every show right now. Right. (laughs) So what did you guys think of all Um, the Clark Clark and Lexa stuff? I mean, it's fine. I don't like, I'm not a Clexa like shipper, but I think they're fine. You know what I mean? Like I don't have any issues with it. I think that they're really good together. I think that Clark is a young woman who's very confused and uh, I don't blame her. She's been through a whole hell of a lot of stuff and I'm enjoying seeing where it goes. I'm enjoying them fleshing out more of the grounder world and, you know, the the various clans and, right. and uh, you know, what all that you know, what all that means. Cause you've sort of only seen it. I did like when Lexa pushed that guy out the window. Oh, that was amazing. And she's <laughs> like, anybody amazing. else? 
<laughs> yes, that's right. Let's Anybody else? Good. good. She's fierce. I I I love her, but um, you know, she's she's a little twisted. She is a little twisted. And then there was that moment where she, you know, because I think Clark early in the episode's like, I'm not going to bow down before you or whatever, something like that. And then, like, towards the end, she's actually the one to kind of bow down and make, like, kind of pledge herself to Clark. It was a nice moment. I agree. (laughs) I think that it's interesting that she's, like, she is so strong, um, but she's so vulnerable that, like, I like that there's that, like, diametric, like, opposition. I enjoy that. Uh So we'll see if it continues. I can't imagine the show is going to let up. It's kind of incredible, and I don't want it to ever end. I know. It's so good. I love it. So Well, there's some big stuff that goes down this week, so... Oh yeah. It doesn't it doesn't let up it doesn't let oh, up at yeah. least in this episode. Oh jeez. <laughs> Tease. <laughs> yeah, so that's the hundred. Um, Grim, season five, episode eight. I love this title so much. A reptile dysfunction. <laughs> yes. I think it's a genius. I had to put it in my aftertake that Marissa did today, and I was just like I was laughing so hard at my desk. It was amazing. Yeah, they do have some uh uh, good titles here and there uh, for the show, but uh, mainly, uh, Tina, what are you thinking about the return I, of uh, Juliet well, or now Eve? Eve. Well, first of all, I thought the the Vessin of the Week case was like I really wasn't interested in that at all. I don't know about you. Yeah, that was it. Was I don't know? It was sort of just sort of slapped on as oh, we also need right. this to happen this week. Which to me, I don't think they did. Like I, I, like the most interesting parts were to me, um, Nick and Eve getting in some more FaceTime. Yeah, that 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 whole thing. I want to know. I want to know what it is that they were able to do to this all powerful Hexen Beast to like brainwash her and break her into being now like this tool for them, because. Obviously, she had spun way out of control and was, until she got shot uh, with the arrows, you know, was basically, uh, you know, a big, a sort of a big problem. And so, like, what did they do? How did they subdue her well, while she was I, healing? Like, what did they do? I want to yeah. know, like, how they, what the breaking process was. Well, I did too. I do too. But I was on a press call with Bitsy Tulloch and I asked her are we going to see any of what happened to Juliet in flashbacks? Hmm. And she said, no. And I'm like, but I'm sort of interested in that whole part of the story because Amory, like basically it was this character who was this nice girl, girl. Oh yeah. I watched it up until last year. Okay. She went evil. And then now she's like very robotic, Hmm. like no emotion. Um, she all, she, Bitsy Tillich said she, um, took inspiration from like La Femme Nikita, hmm. that move, that movie Hannah with that like teenage spy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that Saoirse Rodin was that one? Yeah. Right? Yes. And then, um, what was the third movie? Ex Machina, which I haven't seen yet, but she said little, the, took, like, she took like little bits of that. And it's also a little bit alias with like the wigs, you know, 
And so she's very like, like Eve, they call her Eve now. And she's just very still and she's very emotionless. And like, she has the memories, I think, of Juliet, but they're like, but yeah, they're just like so subdued and she's, she's just like, whatever I'm on this mission now. You know, yeah, I've been pointed not, in this direction, and this is hmm. what is important. And that's all she's about. Yeah, but and, it, it just, yeah. for me, well, it's a semi-interesting way to bring back somebody since uh, you, it's one of those you never saw the complete, like, death, you know, since they came in and swept yeah. everybody away. There right. was always that possibility that there was, uh, you know, that, that she hadn't have died. But I still think it would be interesting and it it just puts it in a weird place where you're just like because he's still like looking at her going and and going and everybody's like well what happened like what's going on and and for them not to tell you and just sort of just blow by that seems like a weird choice for me i I don't know i think bitsy talk said i think we're gonna see spoiler alert a little bit of like kind of like the way Eve trains or something like that. Hmm. So I think we're going to get a little bit more of a glimpse into Eve, but as far as flashbacks, I think she's Yeah, because the only thing we've gotten so far is just like uh, the little bit. The little uh, bit. Where like he comes in and and you're just like coming in and and punching her in the face and telling her (laughs) doing whatever, like she's a hex and beast with all these powers. Like, how are you subduing these things? That <laughs> yeah. She's not just flying you through the door. And when you well, punch maybe the there will be know, some exposition that we'll learn more about what happened to her. But overall, I think it's kind of interesting how the show continues to very much in the vein of like a Buffy or angel. Mm-hmm. It keeps growing the, you know, the mythology. Mythology. Yeah. And and now it's created a whole new like there's this Vessen uprising that they're tired of, you know, there's a group that's tired of being in the shadows. They want to just, you know, uh and then here they hooked it all the way back into, you know, Hitler tried to do it once before since we all know that Hitler is a Vessen right. in the in the world right. of Grimm. Right. I still don't know how that shows up on film and nobody else sees it, but it, <laughs> yeah. I I'm not sure how that worked. I still don't know how that worked. How the how the flash uh, shows up on film, but only the Grimm can see it on the film. Right. Uh, I'm still a little on that, but get blowing by that <laughs> along with some of the other things, I think it's sort of an interesting, you know, they've sort of gone away from the Royal family and then here, which I'm happy about. And then I'm here really in this ha- last episode, yeah, they totally I- destroyed the Vesson council. Yeah. And so now you're basically at like the new thing. The new trouble is, or not the new trouble since that's a character's name, but the new, yeah. the new big bad is this group uh, that's causing problems all over the world, uh, including. Is that the know, Black Claw? Is that Black yeah, Claw? Yeah, Black Claw. Yeah. Uh, them being this group of, uh, you know, that's causing problems all over the world, including Portland. Uh, to, uh... <laughs> which, which seems to be the hub. Yeah. <laughs> Portland, which, uh, Oregon. You know, which always seems that it's always been a big Vessen hub because uh, yeah. you know apparently now they've got this big secret underground <laughs> the this this super secret government arm of the government that the people that are working for it don't even know like what like who's actually in control right. yeah uh, so I don't know there's some interesting things there I do like that Meisner guy 
um, who seems to also be in love with Adeline. I don't know. What did you think about, like, this didn't happen this past week, but the week before, the whole Adeline-Nick thing? Uh, it's kind of strange. Yeah. I mean, I mean, on the whole, you're like, you do have like a baby together and she's had her and because of, you know, losing her other kid and then having this kid, she has changed uh, some and then also having her hex and beast be subdued. Suppressed. Yeah, uh, it it does. It does change some things. But then you also go. She's a bad, bad woman. <laughs> how can you look at Eve and remember. And like, remember all the things she just did recently and then, and then be uh, kissing Adeline, but sort of have sort of forgiven her for, she created the situation that turned, you know, exactly. Juliet into exactly. this thing that ended up being this huge problem. Uh, and, you know, it tried to kill you multiple times so that, you know, there's some weirdness in there. They've been working really hard to redeem Adeline. It's almost like. Too do you hard. think that like she can be though? Like, do you think that that's gonna work? Uh, are they gonna I redeem for her? Some, for some fans, it's working because there are people out there who really enjoy um, and want Adeline and Nick together. And I think there is the other contingent who might not necessarily want Nick and Juliet together, but just think that what what Adeline did to Nick is beyond it's sort of <laughs> yeah, just because you have a kid you still might not forgive you know you might be protected her because she's the mother of, <laughs> of your kid but not right anything further than that uh i i guess the interesting part is i think they did mention that there is potential that like the thing that's subduing her hex and beast is like not necessarily something i'd like to see her hex and beast it's not so, it's not necessarily back. something that's a permanent thing. Right. So like it, it, there, there could be like a time where it sort of wears off over time or something, but then that brings up a whole problem because there's obviously a huge problem with the whole grim hex and beast getting together thing. Like, right. It's, it works fine now, but like when she's no longer, it's uh you know, it seems like that would cause problems. There's definitely a ticking, you know, I still want to know. I still, I still want to, I still want to jump ahead, like into the future, and find out what a grim hexen beast hybrid <laughs> turns out to be. <laughs> yeah, spin off, spin off. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> oh God! I think the hundredth. So ep- uh, I think the hundredth episode's coming up. So. It is. I can't believe it made it. I mean, it's a show that I love that it does continue to evolve. Like a lot of the same stuff happens, but it. it in so many amazing different ways. So I, I do want to ke- catch up. I'm just not caught up on this season. So it's on my list of things. So that is prime time. Just going to talk reality for a minute or two. Um, Project Runway Jr., I was happy Maya won. MasterChef Jr., I was happy Addison won. They were both kind of projected from the beginning. So I just wanted to comment and say that I'm happy that that is happening. I think So You Think You Can Dance should have been canceled because I don't think that uh, the juniors should be a thing um it's different with a show that's going to be like a live show like that to me it just seems kind of insane that like you can you can edit around a breakdown that a child has there it's just so different that i i don't think it's going to work i think it's a really bad decision so then what else? I That's all I have to say about that. I just think it's a bad decision. I think this is finally going to be the season I'm out. Top Chef, I'm still really enjoying this season. I feel like everybody's not that great. Um, 
But I'm happy to see that Marjorie and Karen, the only two females left, are just kind of kicking ass. So I hopefully one of them can keep going. And then that's that. And then uh, the people's couch, I just wanted to say that I love it so much because it's incredible. They're just so funny. It's so weird that I'm watching people watch TV, but I enjoy it so much. Uh, so that's that. And that's pretty much it for reality. Survivor starts next week. I'm very excited about that. And Amazing Race starts this week. And I'm not excited about it. <laughs> and I don't have a recommendation except to tell you to watch Casual because that's my when in doubt. That's all I want to talk about. Your, your fallback uh, recommendation, if you haven't watched uh, Casual on exactly. Hulu, you should uh, check that out. Yes. Well, with that, my recommendation is also from Hulu. That is... 112263 which premieres on President's Day Monday February 15th with the first part of the eight part series the first part is also like 2 hours though so it gets you well into things and and how things are going to work uh, but the basic uh, premise is there's this thing called the rabbit hole that take that drops you back in history in the 1960s but it's like sometime in actually 1960 and there's been a guy that's been trying to live long enough back in the past to make it to when Kennedy was assassinated to try and stop the assassination. And he was not able to do it. Uh, and he sort of passed that idea on uh, to another person that sort of takes that goes back and takes on that sort of mission. It opens up a little bit slow in the first you know, sort of the, a little bit of explanation of what's going on. And, but once he decides to go back and you see him try and do some things that where the, the other thing is when you go back is that history fights you trying to change it. And so it becomes really dangerous to actually try and do certain things that uh, would, would change history. And once they get into some of those areas, and the sort of recreation of that time frame back in the 1960s, it's really well done. And it's, it's very, it's really compelling. And uh, I just started watching it. If there hadn't been the Super Bowl yesterday, I probably would have watched all eight, <laughs> you know, like yesterday, since I started watching it uh, Sunday morning. But yeah, def I highly recommend it. It's really well done. Nice. And the first couple, you know, or the first three hours, the first two episodes. Uh, and Hulu is dropping them weekly. So cool. there's that. And then also, if you're if you're interested in the show and you end up watching the show, friends of the podcast, uh, Wayne and Troy, uh, who have done uh, some various other podcasts on specific shows, they're going to be doing a podcast weekly for They've already done a couple like leading up to the, the premiere, but they're going to be talking about the show weekly uh, nice. for the, and so we'll have a, we'll have a link to that in the, in the show notes as well, where you can find cool. that. And then Tina, you have a recommendation as well. Yes. I'm um, totally loving Suits, which is airing its final episodes of season five right now. Um, the, I think, I, yeah, after this week, I think there's only like three more left in the season. But these six episodes, um, it's they're, it's basically covering what the entire series is about. You know, back in 
the pilot when Harvey hired um, Mike in knowing full well that he wasn't a real lawyer. Mm. Um, so right now, Mike was arrested for fraud. And mm-hmm. so now they're finally, finally dealing with the premise of the show because it's been an elephant in the room in every single episode, every single season, you know? And um, so they're finally dealing with it. And it's, it's, it's completely intense. And I mean, I'm like on pins and needles, like every um, episode, like what's going to happen next? Cause you know, there's going to be, collateral damage that happens i mean i'm i'm sure they'll get out of it but i don't think they're going to get out of it unscathed and uh, last week we finally found out who who was the one that um is responsible was responsible for mike being arrested and i actually really agreed i'm i the the um person who did it i'm like it made sense and so Mm -hmm. i was completely satisfied by it and it's yeah it's just it's you know it's in season five you know and it it could be the quality could be you know lacking declining yeah declining or whatever but it it, and it has its ups and downs it does but like right now it's just it's on a high so i i recommend it i mean yeah watch binge watch five seasons and catch up nice if you if you haven't watched if it you yet. so desire yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about as well as where you can find tina online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 309 next week jason will be joined by carla day from tvdiehard.com and leah baker from nicegirlstv.com thank you tina always 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 fun to talk to you thank you guys and I hope I get to see you at some point before Comic-Con, but I know, if right? not, definitely Are you coming to WonderCon? I signed up for press passes, but I don't necessarily know if I'm coming. Right. So we'll see if I make that decision. Jason? No, I'm not going to be at, uh, at WonderCon. The next thing I'm going to is ATX. Nice. Have a wonderful evening. Bye, right. guys. Bye. Bye.